Scott and Paul Show, episode 52. Scott, what's going on? Hey, hey. Okay, things are going to be a little bit different because Scott kind of, I don't know, did new ideas. I had an Scott's epiphany. Yeah. Um, we're going to do one topic tonight. Well, two. Uh, I guess news item and then the main topic. main topic is going to be best film of the 80s. Well, 1980, and then over the course of the next 11 episodes, including this one, we're going to go through the 80s, and then finally we'll end up with the best film of the entire decade. So, uh, we'll get more into the, the rules when we actually get to the main topics, but right now, um... I guess we should pay press F to pay our respects to Blizzard because things are not going good for the boys over there. No, not not in the least. It's like we should resurrect Bug Hunt just for the decision making process. Yeah. <laughs> in our Bug Hunt segment of the week, Ubisoft, I mean Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they 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 announced a at BlizzCon, they announced a mobile version of Diablo, which was met with boos, which, I mean, it's understandable. Well, that, then, that, that wasn't met with boos. It was the uh, dickheaded response to a question. That yeah, was it was, don't you have phones? And it was just like the the contempt. And the, the, the developer made a smart comment to the crowd when they didn't, you know, go into thunderous applause and he just basically insulted them, uh, in my opinion. You know, not really insulting, but he was he was very condescending. Don't you have phones? I think the guy, the guy who asked the question was, I think he was on YouTube or something. I think, yeah, the guy is a has a YouTube content creator for Diablo Three, and the question was something along the lines of, "This game has." content that uh, has elements that we have been asking for for years for Diablo 3. Will this ever be ported over to PC? Like, ever. Right. And the guy said, no. And then everybody booed. And he said, don't you have Don't you have Don't you people have phones? It's like, wow. What a yeah, if that guy worked for me and I was trying to sell a product, like we would be having a very um, interesting conversation as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, in, in front of that crowd, the, the proper response would have been to go to a, a PC-oriented mode. Well, a, a tech mode would be like, this game has been created from the ground up for a touch UI interface. So right now... It's not designed for a mouse and keyboard or a controller aspect, so it doesn't bode well for that right now. That would have been the response. So, porting it to PC or consoles is not the way to go right now. Perhaps in the future, but right now, we have a... uh, What would be the term... Eh, it's just we wanted a different experience for Diablo, a whole new experience. It's a whole new world. Yeah, trying yeah. to reach out to a broader audience, which is yeah. definitely a good idea, especially That's, with that brand. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's it's not necessarily the fact that it's a mobile game and that it's not a PC version. It was the, like I said, the condescending response that really sets it off. But that's kind of like there seems to be an attitude in the amongst developers. Not as not all of them, but many of them. When you see some of the tweets and responses we get in interviews and things, when people are displeased with the product, and and it's in Hollywood too a little bit. It's 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 like the customer owes the developer something. And that doesn't really make sense because you're trying to sell to the customer. So even if the fans 
are not entirely pleased with your announcement, you know, you, you think a little bit before you respond. And, I mean, I'm just kind of going out on a limb here, but it seems like there's a lot of ego involved in that response. Like, that guy was so sure this was going to be this great announcement, and then it blew up in their face. That The, the first thing he said was something condescending. So, hey, I will say, in his defense, they did boo. Yes. I, I mean, he didn't even really have a chance, but then he just pounced on them with a, a, a total prick yes. response. But they should have been prepared that they will not like this because... You gotta look because at they're your, fucking PC gamers. Yeah, yeah, you gotta look at your audience. You know, the worst of the worst. <laughs> this is the PC master race. Here. Yes, exactly. They call themselves the master race. What the hell do you expect? Yeah. They. Well, the you're mobile, something where they booed you, and you can say, "Okay, there's some guys that are being jerks." You know, kind of in the back of your mind. But when you respond like that, now you've made it this big internet thing. Yeah. And that that's. Yeah, they I that was just kind of shocking. Which all the big like internet YouTube celebrities and writers and stuff have been writing about it. It's all over articles from Forbes to freaking Eurogamer to everything else. It's it's pretty big news. And and you do have certain journalists sitting there now saying, "Well, this is, you know, you're entitled gamers." No, this is gamers sitting there saying, "This is not what we want." I mean, look, I love, no, Volition. I mean, I love the uh, Saints Row games. When they came out with the last game, I was kind of torn up. Did I want it? No. But I want another Saints Row game. But I kind of wanted to help the developer, so I was like, do I buy it or do I not buy it? Ultimately, I said no, I didn't buy it. Right, because... They're not entitled yeah. to your dollars. Right. I mean, you they vote with your dollars. Good product. You vote with your dollars. Right. They're my dollars. I'll spend them as I see fit. Well, so, so I'm so far behind in my backlog anyway, it doesn't matter. Right. And now you can pick up that game for $7 off of Gamefly. I mean, so. Right. Yeah, I, I think they had better... Uh, the best thing they could do would probably be to just like, hey, we apologize for you know not really considering PC gamers, yada, yada, yada. Here's some, I don't know, artwork from Diablo 4 production, something. <laughs> you yeah. know, put a carrot on a stick out there and people may forget. You have to know your audience and they should have known. This is not the place to make this announcement. No, because people... Paid money to go to BlizzCon, traveled across the country, probably from around the world. Actually, I know they travel from around the world. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, hotels, plane tickets, gas money, whatever, food, the products that they buy. I mean, again, just because they buy the product doesn't mean they should be able to dictate every decision. But the majority should be able to dictate the course of certain aspects of what they're going to do. And that's just like if I'm selling a double cheeseburgers and triple cheeseburgers and nobody's buying my triple cheeseburgers, you know, and I take the the double cheeseburger off the menu that's popular and I'm like, well, here's a quadruple cheeseburger, you know, with a different flavored seasoning or something and people don't want that. They're not going to buy that product. And this also looks suspiciously like a reskin of a game called Crusaders of Light. And there's some arguments for to how it's not a reskin, and there's arguments for how it is. So I haven't delved too deeply into those, but you know, like the user interface looks the same, the button placement's pretty close. Um, Crusaders of Light look like a Diablo ripoff, and it's the same developer that made Diablo Immortal. So I mean there is that possibility. Again, if it plays well, whatever. But, well, it's yeah. on touchscreen. That's the biggest problem for me. My thumbs cover up part of my viewing. That's why I'm not a huge fan of mobile games. There are some good ones, absolutely. That's because, you know, there's like 10 million mobile games. There's bound to be at least a few gems in there. 
Well, I'll just wait for the Gears of War game to come out. The Funko Gears of War. That was yeah. the thing. E3, when everybody was waiting for the Gears of War 4 announcement, they started off with what? The Funko Gears of War. Everybody was like, what the hell is this? But, but the final nail in the coffin for me for this, without even playing it, is not available in offline mode. That that doesn't interest me at all. Well, that's because all you Android users are going to not cheat. Still, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't know well, why. You, I don't know why you would always have to be online to play this game. Are you always dis- why are you always connected to the server? Here's the other question I have: um, Is this game a free to play title, or is this something you purchase for a premium price? I haven't heard. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't even looked into it. I wouldn't. I didn't even think about that, and I haven't caught it in anything I read there before we started. But. I mean, if it's something I have to buy, then I really don't want to have to rely on being online, especially if I'm traveling. I would say if you, you're always online, you would probably be free to play. I would like to have the option just to go ahead and pay my $20 and be done with it. Yes. But if you have to always be online, and then, well, your health is running low, so you can either wait three hours or buy these shards for five ninety nine and keep the action going and defeat hell. This game sucks. Right. Yeah, they there's been a lot of that. So uh, it's not looking promising at the moment. Well somebody on Reddit said who was there they, they posted it and they said that you know, they were there, they played it, and yes it sucks. Uh, so, of course, that's one guy's opinion, but one guy's opinion, and maybe he might be salty. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if he's part of the master race of PC gamers, he's just there's. Well, <laughs> it's not happening. Well, I'm master race as well, but it, it's. I mean, I was in the the uh, project stream and. Now, I played like four hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was like, I really don't want to be streaming this game anymore. So I quit and I bought the game and downloaded it because now I got the RTX 2080. I was like, so I started my game back over, played another four hours from the beginning. And I don't regret it. It's, it's a good game. Our friends make at, a quality product, and you don't have to have shady business practices. Yeah, our friends at Ubisoft. I like to think that they listen to us bitch for like forty straight episodes. <laughs> the game, uh, it's, it's so far it's, it's the best Assassin's Creed game I've ever played. I mean, they were on our weekly bug hunt for how long? <laughs> long. Yeah. Like, I know there was a couple of times we actively chose to ignore their worst story just so we could have a different flavored developer to talk about. Yeah. Like, I know this game that they just released has like 10 times the bugs the one we're going to talk about, but we got to give Ubisoft a break. Yeah. So. Well, and I um, I dealt with their people for like, for like three or four days trying to get my account fixed because I made a boo-boo. I didn't really make a boo-boo. I started an account years ago on I think I started on PC and then I forgot about it and then I started another account and hell I don't remember what email I used so I started another one and then I had two accounts and I know how to get them merged but hey the people on the on that end hey they were really nice and I talked to like three different people Got all my stuff worked out. They were really nice people to work with. Oh, Ubisoft's made a lot of quality titles over the years. Yeah. I mean, we dog on them, but that's because their marquee franchise at the time. Um, They were just rushing it out as quick as they could, and it was showing. Yeah, they're 
their bosses. You, you can't blame their developers for what their bosses make them do. No. But, um, there was something I wanted to talk about before we moved on, but. I'm just uh, going to go ahead and move on. Fuck it. I don't want dead air. So, here we go. Worst topic ever. Yeah. Well, this kind of reminds us of the Hall of Fame, but it's not going to be as hurtful. I don't know. It's hurting. Eh, it's not going to hurt me, so I'm not emotionally attached to this as much as I was the other ones. So, okay. So, the way we're going to do this, we have a list of, was this 18? Yes. 18. 19. 19. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, ain't that cool? You guys didn't see what just happened <laughs> on our screens. 19 films. And actually, this should not be highlighted. Uh, 18 films. Ah. And we are going to go through each one, select the one that should be not involved in the list until we get down to the number one film. One by one, we will eliminate them. And the one that's left is the best from 1980. Then next week, we'll do 1981. And we'll do this until we get through to 1989. And then we'll do the same thing with the 10 films that remain until we have one film left. One film to rule them all. Yes. So. So who's going to go first? Well, Scott... Call it heads or tails. Heads. Hey Siri, flip a coin. Heads. All right. All right. Scott Bill Gates did something good for me for once. Scott, you're the asshole. <laughs> Take one off the list. Take one off the list. Uh, oh, I guess we should read through the list first. We yeah, have to read through the list. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Mad Max. Caddyshack. Friday the Thirteenth. Flash Gordon, The Shining, Raging Bull, The Blues Brothers, 9 to 5, Popeye, Jeeps and Chong's next movie, Prom Night, Holy Moses, Used Cars, The Hollywood Knights, The Big Brawl, Airplane, and Stir Crazy. Um, I think the film that made the least amount of money... On this list is I'm looking. Would be well, the I'm... big brawl. It made eight hundred and fifty seven million dollars. It was the sixty eighth grossing film of nineteen eighty. And just one quick disclaimer here, we just came up with this topic like a couple of hours ago. So there's a few of these films on here I actually haven't seen, or I have seen them once when I was seven or eight years old, and I can only vaguely remember them, like Stir Crazy and uh, Used Cars. Those are the two that I can vaguely remember, and Raging Bull. I am actually ashamed of myself for, I don't know, I've only seen that movie one time, and I love boxing movies and boxing, and I box. So... I'm going to punch myself in the balls this weekend and make sure I fix that. Had we come up with this topic earlier, I would have definitely watched Raging Bull and Stir Crazy and Used Cars again. I imagine before Scott does 1981, he's going to go through and look at that list for 1981. Make sure. Yes, I'm going to update myself on a few. We're going to put we're going to put the list together like in text like tonight or tomorrow, and I'm going to make sure that. I have seen some of these because I do not know what the Hollywood Nights is. The Big Brawl just barely registers, and Holy Moses I had never heard of until Paul explained it to me, and it sounds amazing, and I really want to watch it. Holy Moses is awesome, yes. I mean, it's not a top five film, but still, it's it's awesome. Dudley Moore and Richard Pryor? That sounds great. Yeah, especially in Dudley Moore's yelling at God. God's giving them the shit. (laughs) 
But, and and Richard Pryor plays Ramses. That just sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Richard That's Pryor, great. man, he he was so great. Richard Pryor. Anyway, two of these. Let's, he's, let's, he's in two of this list. That's that so yeah, that's awesome. good. Yeah. All right, Scott, take one of these off. Uh, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna have to. This is gonna cause a little bit of a stir. Um, but if I could delete one movie off of here that I've seen, it's going to be The Shining. <sighs> because I do not like that movie. <laughs> it's boring. <sighs> Overrated, just like Mr. Kubrick. I would say... Who I believe has only made one half of a good movie. <laughs> I would say that The Shining is better than some of these movies on this list. I would say from a theatrical, film school kind of way, yes. I mean, it's definitely better than Popeye and Used Cars, Hollywood Nights, those films. Right. I I would agree from a... Like a film school yeah, look. It's definitely in the top. But for entertainment for me, yeah. I just can't. I cannot. I just, I've tried a couple times. Yeah. I don't mean, I've watched the movie several times. I just can't. I just, Sorry. I want to dig my eyes out. Like, just do something. Which, I mean, that's the effectiveness of him trying to sell you the isolation and the stir crazy. I mean, Kubrick was masterful in selling that element, and the horror element is there. But I think he was too masterful with the isolation, for me personally. And it just it wore thin on me watching the film. So I will admit that The Shining is better than a few of these movies, um, in certain from a certain point of view, like a Mr. Obi Wan Kenobi would say. Yeah. But it's just not my cup of tea. Shining is gone. Scott being pissing everybody off. Right off, the <laughs> right off Jump Street. There's people, you know, our 34 listeners are just like cutting themselves right now. Uh, gnashing of teeth. That's R A Z E A K. And my Twitter. I fought for this. I lost. Um. Oh, you may. You're going to have to. If, as far as the ones I haven't seen, you're going to have to trim those. I'm good on one through eleven and number sixteen that's left. I've, I can recall all those. I mean, I, 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 I pretty much. I think we both know number one. So, we're not going to reveal it though even though we know it in our hearts <laughs> we we know it's just trying to get to rest um shit I mean it's trying to figure out the top five or so that's the problem the top five yeah it the, the top five is is actually not too bad it's ordering those after number one well you fucked the shining out so there's uh, well I mean, if we're, if we're gonna break it down to the top five we might be able to make an argument for that yeah well not anymore but if we break it down to number one it doesn't matter that it got cut you killed the shining <laughs> I said, uh, yeah uh, I death with an axe I would You know what? I'm going to fucking shit. These are actually pretty good moves. You know what? If it comes down between Friday the Thirteenth and Prom Night, I'll get rid of Prom Night. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you have to look. Yeah, Prom Night. I'm not going to look at what these movies represented over time. You have to look at them. As they are, that one. Right, Prom Night's one of those ones that kind of developed later. You know, Friday the Thirteenth was one that made the splash. Yeah, but Prom Night just followed. 
or I don't know if it yeah. really necessarily followed. It was a before or after. Same year. Same year. This is all but, 1980, but I mean, they would have been filmed probably around the same time. Right. As far as Friday, matter. as far as Friday the Thirteenth goes, I mean, it didn't really become Friday the Thirteenth until the second, third, really the third film. That's when it really became what it is. Yeah, but, but it you, still made that big splash. Yeah, and it did have a pretty good twist at the end. It, that's when he had the real big splash at the end. Yeah, and but, the final scene with the machete was just yeah. excellent. All right. So you have struck the next one I'm going to pull. It's going to be something I've seen, which again, there's 16. I've seen like 11 of what's left or 12. Uh, it's tough. I want. To, oh, yeah, definitely pull. I would say Popeye. Popeye? Yeah. I mean... This, it's an interesting piece of pop culture, but I don't think it's a a great one. It has its place. I, I remember, you know, there's a lot of Robin Williams' performance is top notch. Yeah. Top notch. I mean, it's Popeye, but the like, movie really just self. Yeah, there. Frankly, as far as Popeye goes, the cartoon told more concise stories and was more entertaining than the film. Typically, the cartoon was. I watched a lot of Popeye as a kid. And there was some periods in the Popeye film where it's very flat. Especially when they kidnapped a kid. When they kidnapped the kid. Sweet Pea. Typically. Yeah, Yeah, Sweet Pea. So, Scott's second choice is he is going to shit all over the memory of Robin Williams. Once again, you can email and send Scott text at Razik. <laughs> all right. I don't think we'll get a whole lot of hate over Popeye, though. No, no. Okay, next one. <laughs> I mean, nobody's listening to the podcast now. No. It's already over No, with. no, no. After you just said the shining is gone. And then uh, trash his entire body of work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's great at comedy. First half of Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> uh, Lord. What's um, it going to be? Oh. What are you going to pick that's going to make me drive down to your <laughs> house and punch you? Hollywood Nights. I'll get rid of that one. Okay, I can't argue on that one. Uh, I mean, it's a period piece. It's it's funny, but so is used cars. I mean, it is funny, but it it doesn't stand up to what. I mean, airplanes way funnier. So, stir crazy is even funnier. <laughs> so. Scott. Oh, man. Okay. Well, it's going to be the stoner crowd. Cheech and Chong. All right. Cheech and Chong's next movie. Okay. Nothing compares to Up in Smoke. No. One of the best movies of all time. Yeah, Up in Smoke and everything else is is very distant behind that as far as their body of work goes. Next, um, Big Brawl. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's Big Brawl. What was the Big Brawl about? I can't remember. Really. I've seen it so long ago. The hell did it make the list for? I think that was when he was in the 1920s. Uh, yeah, ni- 1930s Chicago is when he takes on the Mafia. That's what it was about. I think Sammo Hung was in that movie, too. 
Oh, that was Jackie Chan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, Jackie Chan, like, I have I have seen all those movies from that era, but it's, like, Drunken Master that sticks out. I, can't, I just, yeah, it took me a second on that one. Yeah. All right. I think so, his best film is Super Cop, anyway. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to cut myself on this one. Use cars. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not cutting them in any particular order. I just know where we're going to end up. <laughs> well, you, you should. I mean, if you're going you want to me go, to do it backwards? I mean, you. I mean, I'm going. Worse well, you you best. take care of the three that's left that you are more familiar with. Yeah. And I'm going to cut. All right, if we're going to break it down like that, and we're going to work backwards. I mean, I mean that's how we we did it on the Hall yeah. of Fame show. I'm going to if I'm going to change my pick then. I was about to cut myself deep um, and go with 9 to 5. 9 to 5? I'm going to cut 9 to 5. I can't I can't justify cutting Holy Moses used cars or stir crazy at this point because of my um, lack it. of memory on those. Well, I've huh. seen used cars and I may have seen stir crazy, but once 25 or 26 years ago, it's kind of hard <laughs> to remember. Uh, 9 to 5, I saw... Uh, dozens of times on television and the reason like i was telling paul first off it is a funny movie yeah uh but the the animated sequence just always stuck with me and i always watched it just to see that but i mean it's got a catchy song it's got pretty good performances uh lily tomlin the snow white thing and the poison that whole sequence that's one of my favorite uh isn't there a sequence where they dump him out the window i think so but i I, I would argue nine to five is better than Holly Moses and used cars. I mean, definitely culturally, it's 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 it stays. So, do we burn uh, Holy Moses, used cars, and stir crazy all in one shot? I would, yeah. I mean, and then burn nine to five. Yeah. There's four trimmed off right there. So Stir Crazy's gone, Used Cars, Holy Moses, and the best of those four, which is 9 to 5, according to Paul. Which, I mean, I really like 9 to 5. Well, In fact, I think I'm about to catch up on 9 to 5 this week. Wait, which one will be 9 to say? Keep Airplane for now. Yeah. At 9 to 5. Okay. So we have our top 10, Empire Strikes Back, Mad Max, Caddyshack, Friday the 13th, Flash Gordon, still hanging in there. Raging Bull, The Blues Brothers, 9 to 5, Airplane, and Stir Crazy. Okay, so now... In no particular order at this no, point, right? Right. It's just the 10 remaining. This is the last 10. The final 10. So the got, final 10. Yeah. Now, I guess we're on to me now. Now I got uh, Flash Gordon. Oh, that was the one I was going to cut myself with earlier. <laughs> it hurt worse when you did it, though. Sorry. Well, let me think back. Let that may think. be the greatest science fiction Dino De Laurentiis movie ever. Let me think. Let me think. May also this. be the only, <laughs> only one. Empire Strikes Back. Mad Max. Take it back. I'm cutting Mad Max. Ooh. They kill a dog in Mad Max. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that totally justifies it. I'm on board now. They did kill the dog. My own morals. Fuck say, the wife and the baby. They killed the dog. Yeah, my own morals. Um, they killed the dog. So yes. The, the thing with Mad Max is it. It. I think it qualifies as a great film, but it suffers from periods of nothing. Kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just a lot of just. Set the camera and watch. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of memorable stuff in yeah. it. Absolutely. Uh, your opening sequence, them chasing, what was it, Knight Rider? Was that the guy's name? Was the bad guy's name? Something like that. Something like that. Night Ranger, Knight Rider, whatever. Um, the car wreck where his buddy gets burned up really bad. Uh, I don't know if that guy ever... Did that guy die in the film or did he... Was he just burnt to a crisp and that was what... Pissed Mad Max off to start with. 
It's been such a long time since I've seen that. So, and then you got, like, the, the, the car gang running around, and they not only rape the woman, they rape the dude, too, and in the town, and just a lot of bad stuff. And then, of course, they run down Max's family. Is this a Mad the- Max movie, or is this a Rob Zombie movie? Because it's starting to sound like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But, you know, George Miller has talent. So, <laughs> yeah... The uh, Rob Zombie's a great musician. He's just terrible in film. Uh, yeah, Mad Max, and then of course you know the end. He gets his his vengeance. There's some cool sequences, uh, but I think it's a really good film about you know society collapsing at the beginning of the apocalypse. It's pretty neat, but yeah, definitely some periods of inactivity. I would argue that it's better. Than Flash Gordon. Well, yes, definitely, but music's not. The fucking Flash Gordon's music's amazing. Shut your mouth. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, fucker. Oh, okay. I thought you were going I'm the other way. I'm saying the music's not better than Flash. It's like Gordon. I would disconnect and burn your house down. This this is a topic where, like, when I first mentioned it to Paul, like, he was just like, his first response was, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> because you know it's going to be one of these things where, like, if, you, if you're really intent on trying to pick the best, okay, 1980 doesn't really count. But most years, most <laughs> it's going to be really difficult to to narrow it down, especially for the entire decade. Yes. That's where that's where it gets really tough. When you get, like, 87, 88, 89, it's, it's going to be a pain. Yeah. So, but, yeah... I'd say Mad Max. It kind of get. There are some parts that are a little too slow, and that that would be what would trim that out for me. I would argue it's a better overall film than Friday the Thirteenth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as a f- film, film, yes. As a film, film, yes. Friday the Thirteenth is just a, a little more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference between film school criticism of a film and entertainment. Yeah. There's the kind of sticking with the. Um, how well they adhere to the formula and what you perceive as far as, and I hate to say formula, but of what's the standard practices like cinematography and things like that, script writing, you know, believable dialogue, etc., versus a film like um, Flash Gordon, (laughs) 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 which is just fucking crazy fun to me. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exactly what you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take itself too serious in the least. It's it's hammy. It's got a, a Timothy Dalton looking like fucking Robin Hood. Uh, Sam Jones with his awesome 80s blonde hair. I mean, it's just... Flash Gordon's just awesome. I'm sorry. It's number one. Fuck everything else. See, we shocked you guys, didn't we? <laughs> you guys were totally expecting another certain film. Off this list of what's left. Yeah. <laughs> Max Von Shadow was awesome as hell. Yes, yes, he was. I, I mean, there's people at work, and it's like they don't like Flash Gordon when I tell them about it. They're like, all right, I'll give it a chance, and they yeah. they watch like ten minutes. They're like, fuck this, and I'm like, you guys yeah. just you don't get it. That's what it really amounts to. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't get it's genius. You failed, not yeah. Flash Gordon. Princess Aurora, wherever her name was, she was hot as hell. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. And they had, like, the cave thing, where, or not the cave thing. They had that, that rock thing with, like, a test of courage and stick in there and something fucking ate your arm. Yeah. And then Meng fucking melting into the fucking, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, there's a lot of cheap effects. But then when, like, the Hawk people take off and the soundtrack starts kicking and Flash starts fucking people up, it's, it's just fucking great. Yeah. We should, we should Making do. Me let the F word yeah. just fly. We should do a Flash Gordon reboot. We should. Yeah. We'll get a third act. We'll get a first act, anyways. Yeah. Because that's how we roll. Yeah. Okay, we should do this. Um, Is Flash Gordon will survive a little longer now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's definitely going to be in the top five. Uh. This, right now, there are some people like disconnecting. Like that, <laughs> these guys are singing the phrases of Flash Gordon way too hard, and Raging Bull is still left on the list. Fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah, like, are they seriously going to knock Raging Bull off Flash Gordon? Yes. <laughs> now, this week, I, I, I will issue a retraction if it comes to that, but it hasn't come to that yet. If I watch Raging Bull this week, 
Yeah. Right. I have seen Raging Bull. It's just been like 20 years. Okay. Um, you're next, Scott. I'm next. Yeah, because I just got rid of uh, Mad Max because he killed the dog. Well, we cut 9 to 5 earlier. You still have it on there. Did we? Yeah, we did like three or four. Well, we, Actually, we did we Stir Crazy, we, Holy Moses. Well, we ended up for top ten. Well, I think you stopped just to yeah, I stopped keep us oriented, but you can probably cut nine to five and Stir Crazy off there. Out of what's left, we have Empire Strikes Back, Caddyshack, Friday the 13th, Flash Gordon, Raging Bull, Blues Brothers, and Airplane in no particular order. Yeah. Out of what's left, I would have to chop... Airplane. Oh God, really? Yes, and I—that's that's one I've seen a few dozen times, including the sequel. I've even seen that a lot. <laughs> I have I have watched. You want me to blow rock? <laughs> <laughs> um, airplane over Blues Brothers. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, for me, Blues Brothers is borderline. To be up, it's up there. Blues Brothers is is a fantastic freaking movie. Uh, Airplane's great. Yeah, everything left on here is great in one aspect or another or multiple ones. Airplane is is funny. Uh, the 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 turbulence. The woman trying to put the freaking makeup on. <laughs> striker, striker, the, striker, striker, striker. The Moonies, yeah. uh, you know, the sweat on his face because he's nerves. Yeah. I mean, Everything. he keeps having the flashbacks to the other, um, the he's, war. Yeah. There's just, it's, it's, they wreck through the freaking, um, there at the end, they, what do they call it? The, the terminal. Terminal, yeah. Yeah, the, the film is. He plays it, they play everything straight. They play everything straight. Yes. Yeah. Everything's a joke. They play it straight. Yes. Yeah. That's that's the descriptor I was looking for. Yeah. That's what makes it so funny because everything is real life to them. And the best thing yeah. for me about Airplane, I mean, it's a great movie, but is sitting on my dad's lap watching it over and over <laughs> and over on like TBS. Was Was this the movie? <laughs> I, can't I watched it like every week. Can't remember if it's this one or the sequel when he said. Boy, the shit's really going to hit the fan when he hears about this one. And then you see shit physically hit the fan. I'm pretty sure that was the first one. Yeah. But I, I have seen both a few yeah. dozen times. I, that's one I need to introduce my son to. He'll get a kick out of that. Just the one? Since my 10-year-old thinks it's like 1989. Yeah. Just Considered the, just the one of the, the uh, blowjob in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're trying not to make this like a freaking four-hour podcast. So, I mean, I'm kind of skimming on a few movies, but I'm really going to crank into the last couple, um, except for Raging Bull. Sue me. I somehow have only seen that once. I feel uh, really guilty about that. I, I can't express that enough. Okay, Empire, Caddyshack, Friday the 13th, Flash Gordon, Raging Bull, Blues Brothers. In no particular order. No particular order. Well, I don't like musicals. Blues Brothers is slightly on the musical side. Holy shit. I thought you were going to cut Friday the 13th for sure. <laughs> Blues Brothers got to go. Damn, Carrie Fisher with a rocket launcher killing Nazis? Seriously? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, backflipping a fucking uh, Caprice police car? Sorry, it's got to go. Gee, many Christmas, man. What are you doing? The greatest police chase of all time. <sighs> Jim Belushi's funny, but... Oh, man. Actually, my list I sent you earlier, I would probably put that above Caddyshack. But you got this thing about musicals. Yeah, I'm not a musical guy. That's true. If it's got flashbacks or a musical, Paul's like, fuck this shit. Yeah, fuck this shit. That's why the first Iron Man is in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flashback. 
flashback. They could have just played it straight through, and it would. They could just attempt. played it straight through, and it would have worked just fine, right? Yeah, it would have. Honestly, why didn't they just play it straight through? Because flashbacks just suck. <laughs> just something that people are obsessed with having. I mean, even when we write, like I'll find myself wanting to have a flashback, but I don't because I know Paul will kick me between the legs. Yeah. All right, so the Blues Brothers. Dan Aykroyd, Jim Belushi. Um, I mean, shit. That's one of my all-time favorite movies out of the 80s, period. That's another one I've probably watched 50 times. That's another one I need to introduce my son to. We almost picked up Police Academy this weekend. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, but it's not 1980. When did that come out? 70s? No, it was the 80s. just wasn't 1980. Oh. Oh. Like 84 or something. All right. So with what's left, we have Empire, Caddyshack, Friday 13th, Flash Gordon, Raging Bull. Should have been a shocking, but okay. Whatever. Still a good list. That's a pretty good list. Maybe we'll go viral for not picking the shining. (laughs) Maybe it'll happen. Maybe we'll get some hate mail. People think I'm sick in the head for not picking The Shining because I cut that shit right off Jump Street. <laughs> now, now, no, let me take us back. If I was counting down backwards, I would have let The Shining make it probably middle of the pack. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I wouldn't have cut it first. I just trimmed off the one that I knew I disliked the most. All right, out of what's left, I can't pick a movie that I can't recall well. So I'm going to go with the other four, and I'll let Paul make the ultimate call on Raging Bull. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say out of the remaining five, Empire. I mean, excuse me. Now we have to cut Friday the Thirteenth. <sighs> yes, there are. Friday the 13th is, you know, that, I mean, Halloween came out first, but I always felt that as a whole, the Friday series was better. Um, You don't really care for the Halloween series at all, do you? No, I never liked it. Never liked it. Um, I thought Michael Myers was an awesome character. I just don't like it. Michael Myers is cool as shit. It's just, I really enjoyed the first film and the latest film. Everything in between, I've never really got behind very much. Well, I uh, like the new film. Considering I don't care about all the other ones. I don't think there's any flashbacks. Uh, yeah, I and mean... The, and the sequel I doesn't thought, mean anything anymore, right? I thought the newest one was was a pretty good movie. And that's as a guy that's never really cared that much for Halloween movies. I really do like part one a lot, and I like the newest one. So. And those are the only two that exist now. Yeah, so that works. The original, or not the original, but the the part for the new Halloween for me was the final confrontation was a little bit of a letdown, but that was a lot of personal taste. You didn't like the dance-off? The dance-off just really didn't do it for me, no. Well, I mean, they're Marvel fans, we expect. Yeah, yeah. Well. I'm cheek there. But... Anyways, what did we just cut? Because we're talking about how oh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Friday, Friday the 13th. You had, you know, the the big twist at the end and the machete and everything we talked about a little bit earlier. But the, uh, like, Kevin Bacon getting a freaking arrow shoved through his throat, that was pretty cool. Even though we didn't know who Kevin Bacon was at the time, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jump scare at the end with Jason coming out of the lake is blows anything out of the freaking water in any of the Halloween movies. Just that one sequence, in my opinion. The, uh, the actors, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're all freaking um, Marlon Brando, but they all gave really earnest performances, in my opinion. And did they, was that the one where they chopped the snake's head off in real life to make the movie? I don't remember. I think Tom Savini hacked the snake's head off to make this one. So that's kind of lame. Yeah. So, so that justifies it getting pulled ahead of Flash Gordon. Okay. So, well, well, I mean, it, it definitely 
I'd say the slasher genre was happening because Halloween, and there were other movies. I, was I spit on your grave a seventies movie? I think it was late seventies. I think I believe it was. I can't swear to it. So I mean, the genre was going to happen. There's been movies where people, you know, stabbed the female before, but you know, the the mother's vengeance and all that. Everything that went into Friday the Thirteenth was kind of like a perfect storm. And especially through all but, what, the first six movies, not counting five? 78 was the first one. 78 was the first one? Okay. So when we're talking about um, I Spit on Your Grave, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what about The House at the End of the Street? That was 70s also, I think. But Friday the 13th, I mean, hell, it created a moral panic and everything else. The whole series did. And this is the jumping off point. Um, but as it was released in 1980, without all that history behind it, it was just that film that came in and made a splash in that you know, genre. Uh, it's, it's a very effective film. And again, I remember watching it one time. And I've already seen the movie 15 freaking times. But I'm watching it. I know what's coming. And they were doing construction in my house, and I was out in the other living room, and the walls were up, but there was no outside materials. It was just the two-by-four, the frames of the wall, and there was plastic over to keep the wind and any sort of rain blowing through. And I was watching TV in that room, and it was dark, and Jason jumped out of there, and I and I was like 15, and I almost shit my pants. So, yeah, that's that's a good movie. It's a very good movie. And people, I think, overlook it because of the genre that it's in sometimes. You know, you kind of like film yeah. snob stuff. So. All right. Well, Empire Strikes Back did a lot for American like mythos, basically, and sci-fi. Caddyshack was comedy. Didn't really make a big impact. Flash Gordon, eh, that's eh. It's just campy shit. Raging Bull made a big impact on uh, film, cinema, history. So, uh, it's going to come down between Caddyshack and Flash Gordon. I think the choice is obvious. Yep, Raging Bull. Got to go. Wow. I didn't expect you to do that. You just picked Flash Gordon over Raging Bull. And the only reason I say that, like I said, I can't remember the damn movie, but I understand the significance of that film. I do too, but this is the Scott and Paul show. Fuck <laughs> Yeah, this is a middle finger to everybody, right? Wow. Everybody Like, talks. my ears just got hot. Yeah. Like, they're, like I'm going to have to take my headphones off, like. I need, they're going to start sweating. I saw you highlight that, and I was like, bullshit. He's not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, who? <laughs> wow. Yeah, of course, I, I nailed Shining at top 18. It was gone. There were 17 other films left, yeah. including Flash Gordon. Um, so now we're down to... Is there anything you want to say about Raging Bull before we move on? Um... They made a Sega CD full motion video game that was based on it. Was that uh, Prize Fighter? Prize Fighter. Yes. Yeah. Now you're in my my realm, son. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I actually own a copy of that. I paid four dollars for. I can remember the day I bought it. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Uh, um. I don't think I. I think I may have watched it one time. I was like 15. Oh, and, no shit. We've yeah. got homework to do and, for this. And I wasn't really that impressed by it. It was yeah. It was long. I was like, Rocky's better. Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, There's a reason I've watched Rocky like 450 freaking times. It's, so. It was very long and boring. And the fight scenes are like, okay, I get... The, the, no... Eh, I see what they were doing. I just wasn't that enthralled by it. I'm sure it could be done better now. Yeah. Well, there's a guy on a uh, 
one of my game trading sites that I'm on that we discuss movies in a thread, and I'm pretty sure this guy's going to block me. He's never going to speak to me again. Uh, if he listens to this show, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he might be aware of the topic. I may have sent it his way. Okay. Shit. Man, that's what we should have come up with this one over the weekend. All right, so anyways, 81 will be much more thoroughly researched. Um, We were researching cheesy 80s horror movies last weekend. That's why we're here. Flash Gordon, Caddyshack, and Empire Strikes Back. We have the the gopher hand puppet that was amazing. <laughs> we got Bill Murray is the, the nutty Bill guy Murray. trying to kill it, eating a baby Ruth bar. You got an amazing song. Yes. Oh, that song's awesome. Uh, Kenny Loggins. It's all right. Yeah. I'm cutting Caddyshack. What? Yeah. You got boobs and everything. You love boobs. Yes, I know. But Princess Aurora was the one I really wanted to see. Yeah. I'm cutting Caddyshack. Cutting Caddyshack. It pains me to do so. John Candy, man. If you've died, Scott will cut you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Man. Leaving this up to me. Now I have to choose. I'm the one that has to choose. The best you have to film. choose for The Empire Strikes Back and Flash Gordon? The two greatest oh sci-fi films of 1980. You, you poor leave, bastard. Leaving it up to me. Oh, shit. You know how many people I'm going to piss off if I... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I'm you can pick what you want, but I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead. <laughs> Fucking dare you. <laughs> Fucking dare you. <laughs> There's going to be violence. I'm we'll seriously thinking about we'll Burn the whole fucking apartment complex. After that conversation we had earlier about Flash Gordon, I'm seriously thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. There's no fucking way. <laughs> it's a great fucking film. But damn. I don't know. Princess Allure. Yeah, true. I wonder what she looked like in the bikini. Slave bikini. Yeah. In VR. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, we talked about some of the stuff with Flash Gordon earlier. Yeah. Um, again, that's a movie that kind of has... Maybe not the most quality performances, but they all felt like very earnest performances and very hammed up. Uh, you know, all that extravagance that you got with that you get with Dino De Laurentiis. Uh, it's really probably it's a cult classic. It's definitely of its time. Yes, it's definitely of its time. Um, it's not a movie that ages well as far as effects go, whereas another certain movie kind of does, but that's effects. I, I can watch fucking Godzilla movies and yeah. not worry about the effects, so I wouldn't really judge based on that. I mean, Empire definitely has superior special effects, but... Yeah. But Empire is just the, a juggernaut. Yeah. But the thing is, Empire is wedged in between two films. Yeah. But does it stand on its own as a, its own film? Kind of, but it it you kind of have to have third film for the ending. It it doesn't end. It carries over. Flash Gordon has a beginning and an end. Empire is the middle of a story. I think Empire could be looked at a little bit through the lens of having a clear beginning. Like you could just say, "Oh, look, the there's a bad rebellion." Yeah. Uh, being attacked by the Empire and here's our <clears> plucky <throat> pilot and some other plucky people. What's going to happen with them? Yeah. And then it all unfolds. And yeah. And then you're kind of left wondering, well, I hope these guys have a happy ending. 
because they sure got fucked in the end. Well, because yeah, the rebels lose through the whole fucking film. Yeah, it was infin- It was a. It was Infinity War before Infinity War is Infinity War. <laughs> Vader wins in the end. Yeah, of this film, of this film, even yeah. though he's really setting the stage for his own defeat. But his ultimate redemption and all that stuff. But the lighting is is great. Great music. And then you had Empire Strikes Back, which was also had great music. Great lighting. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I guess we'll have to go with Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It's definitely, I'd say it's the clear-cut number one film of 1980. That was hard. Some of them were pretty hard. What as hard as I thought it would be, but um, Empire Strikes Back is that everybody that opens their mouth in that movie, for the most part, other than like I can think of one line of dialogue that's shit, and it's the one guy updating some other rebel pilots on what the hell they're going to do. But everything else in that is. Just freaking gold. Everybody, the dialogue's good. The delivery is good. The few comedic moments fit. They don't feel forced. Um, the pacing is, is, is great. The drama is intense. Uh, the I know scene when Leia tells Han that she loves him. You know, the buildup of the tension between those two. Yeah. The the minor bit of comp- competition left over from the first film with her and Luke and Han, uh, and just that, and I know wasn't even in the script. That was all ad libbed. So. That was ad libbed. Yes, yeah. uh, one one of if not the greatest cinematic twist in in the history of film. Uh, you know the lightsaber scene. Here's the thing about that: like the one in A New Hope does not hold up well. The one in Empire Strikes Back holds up very, very well. Well, It's very dramatically shot sequence. Well, the one in the first one was two old fuckers. Yeah, and that was the idea. George Lucas had it in his head that they were two ancient, injured, feeble kind of guys. I don't know about feeble, but they had seen their better days. No, it kind of makes no sense now at the end of that one Star Wars film. Or he's out there just killing everybody now? Dooku's the one that fucking throws all that to the fucking wayside about the old people. No, no, I meant the... Uh, you mean Rogue One. Rogue One, where he's out there just... Like he's freaking... Jason coming up. Jason there. Voorhees. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I and mean, then, what, an hour later, he's out there fighting Obi-Wan? Yeah, I like to think maybe he was just overly cautious with Obi-Wan. Because he done got his shit wrecked by Obi-Wan Kenobi one other time. Yeah. So... It's like, I'm not getting my arms and legs cut off. They have this guy standing over me and tell me how much he loves me again. <laughs> you are the chosen one. But, I mean, I, I think Empire Now I'm going to leave you burning in a pit of lava. I think it has a a beginning, middle, and end. It's just, you know, they have a new journey ahead of them at the end of this movie. And that's to go um, confront Vader and to try and rescue Han. So, there's kind of that setup. But Empire Strikes Back, the score, like with most of the Star Wars scores, is absolutely fantastic, uh, iconic. The the action sequences, the Walker sequence, I mean, if that doesn't make a six-year-old stand up and pay attention today, there's something deficient with that six-year-old. Yeah. I mean, and a five-year-old can sit down and watch a movie and explain the whole movie to you. Yes, yeah, it's simple but yeah. complex at the same time. Yeah. I mean, Empire Strikes Back is is one of the top films to come out of Hollywood, period. Well, technically it wasn't Hollywood. It was an independent film. Well, technically you're right. Yeah, it was an independent film. Best indie film ever made, right? Yeah. So, woo, indies, yay. Woo, go indies. So, I mean, I'd say when we first read the list, like pretty much anybody that's listening is going to be like, yeah, they're going to go with Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, if you listen There's, to this show. That's because it's fucking great. Yeah. Period. And, I mean, maybe there was some sort of passion project or art film or something that, you know, somebody more cultured than me is likes more. And, 
this is swell for us peasants, but man, Empire is just amazing. No other words for it. Yeah, somebody out there saying the shining motherfucker, but yeah, ultimately it doesn't matter too much what order we cut him in this week, especially. But it was always going to be Empire. Yeah, next week there's no Star Wars, so I don't even haven't even looked 1991 yet. So we'll look at that as soon as we get off here. Um, Raiders. Yeah, there's well. one. Well, we're getting ready to cut this off because it's been an hour and five minutes. So, oh yeah, we don't want we, to. Too we are going to go now. So next week or whenever, next show we'll do 1981, and hopefully there'll be news. Don't know what's going on, uh, but we'll do that then. So um, if you want to tell Scott he's an idiot, he is at Razik on Twitter, R A Z E A K. Or you can talk to us at scottandpawshow at gmail.com or scottandpawshow on Twitter. That's it. So, Scott, which of these films should they actually watch if they haven't watched any? Empire? Obviously, most of our people have watched this. Out of the ones that's on there, if they haven't watched it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'd say Flash Gordon. Flash? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen Empire. Yeah. Watch Holy Moses. Get some fucking culture in your life, you peasants. I'd say I'm not... I mean, Blues Brothers would probably be one that... You know, I try to think of, like, the 20-year-olds. I'm pretty sure most 20-year-olds have still seen Empire Strikes Back. But if you're in that 20 to 25 range and you've not seen some of these other 80s films, you, you really can't go wrong with at least giving um, Flash Gordon a shot. And I would say most people would be entertained by Blues Brothers. And try Airplane. It's different. Yes. All right. That's it. Later, people. Bye.